Welcome to the Cyptionary. Welcome to Cyptionary. Merry Christmas. We're live. Yeah, it's it's Christmas time in the city. Christmas time. Um, you may you may hear some extra noises today. Uh, we have some some family kind of in in town in and dogs and dogs. So you might hear some extra stuff. Yeah, my basement's getting worked on, and there's no water at my house. No water? Yeah, well. they shut it off. Because oh. I got to move some. Quentin goes from from having no water to no, no. all the water. Four feet water <laughs> in my basement. That's you right. can't make up your mind. There's on no, that. Like, there's no in between. Which do you want? Do you want? I don't want tons of water in the basement you know or what? no water. I want no water in my basement. <laughs> okay. That's what I want in, in your basement. I don't want any water in my basement. I would like water at, at my house, but at your house, uh, it's being worked on right now. So, oh, cool, 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 getting cool, beams cool. in and straps on the walls and all kinds of. Yeah, straps on the walls. Hope yeah, carbon fiber it. straps. They put carbon fiber straps across the wall um, to, help, to help keep it from moving. Interesting. I yeah, knew the beams. Pretty, I mean, I, it's I pretty cool tech. That. It's pretty cool tech. Well, can't you can't you guys you know divert water from getting around your foundation? Yeah. So the next step would be um, I've got to trench my crawl space and put another sump pump in there. Yeah, oh that's the crawl soul. space. And then the. What I really need to do is put French drains around my house. But the but the issue is still... Has, have Todd and Chris bring some. French drains, yeah. We can have them ship it. Sh- ship your drains. Ship my drains. Well, I think they're bringing some toast, too. <laughs> nice. And some fries. <laughs> That's nice. a fries. No, the fries are made in Greece. That's right. You're right. You're right. That's right. That's <laughs> true. Actually, actually, they started out in Belgium. Oh. That's true. They're Belgium fries. Yeah. Because in Belgium, waffles? in Belgium, they... They double fried them. Did you know that? Right no. next to the waffles. Uh, no, no. This is this is really true. They they they, no, they, they fry them you. and they pull them out, and then they refry them. And so like they're oh they're like beans. so good. You guys Re-fry you guys have beans. had them, but you probably just don't remember. Probably in Belgium. That, that's probably true. With mayo. Yeah, actually, probably mayo and I vinegar. Know. Vinegar. Yeah, vinegar. It's so good. Yeah, it's actually gross, but <laughs> oh, it's okay. so no. good. No, that's why Five Guys they have the mm. those. Yeah, okay, vinegar, right? Every time I go into Five Guys, somebody drops the vinegar bottle and shatters it, and the whole place seriously. Oh, yeah. Well, like, no, that's true. Every I've had time that. I go, I know, into not Five every guys. time, but a lot often. I, seriously, I've it's, a, it's an actual. You walk issue. in, you go, like, "Ooh, someone dropped the vinegar." You know, drop the you know, the pl- other place smells really bad every time you walk in. Where is that? Graders. It smells like trash. Every okay, single gar- you, the like funny garbage. thing you say. Which graders are you talking about? Any of them? Okay, they all smell like trash. No, yes they do. Westerville. Yeah, so we went Westerville graders. We went to the one in Whitehall or in Bexley because we went to the Capitol Christmas concert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had like thirty minutes of time before the thing. So like, let's run over and grab some ice cream. So we go in there and literally, like, we have we have our masks on and stuff. Like, it smelled like sewage. Yeah, like it's like an actual sewage problem. No, it's it's like Nikki can attest to this. Every time it was actually smelled like there's a problem here. Oh my god! And we walked up to the counter and I was like, "Do you guys have a sewage issue?" And he goes, "A what?" I'm like a sewage issue. He's like, uh, no. I was like, it smells Do you really not bad. Smell that? And he goes, no. Well, he's used to it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't ask you. No, like, you so know, every grader yeah. smells like trash, but their ice cream's really good. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I everyone even, did, but I don't that, that well, I'm Bexley did. Well, now you'll notice it because every time you go into one, now you'll uh, go. What about the one in Gahanna? Yeah, they I'm, they all smell bad. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Well, at least they do. Well, no, it would cover that up as if they made their own. No, it could be. It it could be just the frozen tundra no you know like the cartons are frozen and stuff that maybe i don't know I'm the little ducks frozen in the snow <laughs> hey did you guys go to brassica it's brassica but that's is okay. it brassica brassica no we went not. down there, there to brassica it's not brassica it, what is brassica it? no it's brassica it's brassica 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 because b-r-a-s-s no, like false. brass it's like lavash. It you ever go down there? there lavash. No, lavish. No, no lavash. Lavish. Oh my soul and body. What is lavish? Lavash. What is it? It's that? like in Mediterranean place as well. <laughs> Boy, is it good. Piata. We went down there. We were there. Big no. piata. No, 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 no. Italian. Piata. Piata. Chipotle. Piata. Anyway. Brassica. Brassica. No, uh, Brassica is good. Just keep shouting in the southern accent. Did you ever have one of their their cookies at Brassica? No. Oh my goodness! So they have this kind of salt that they put on them on top, and it makes this little kind of a crusty, salty. So it's, it's salty with, and I don't typically get um, chocolate chip, but I will not pass that cookie up, man. It is so good. It is really good. I can't get over their 
uh, cauliflower jalapenos. <clears throat> that thing is so good. I need to. Yeah. I need to get down there. So <sighs> anyway, Whoa! well, so if you're not if you're not in Columbus, I'm sorry. We just enlisted a whole bunch of stuff that you guys will food, food capital never never have. Flavor, oh, did you see? Did you see that uh, that that Columbus now is in like the top three cities to move to because of technology? I know oh, that makes I sense. Know that. There's a that. lot. Yeah. there's a lot going. Top in. three. Top three. I mean, like Salt Lake like City, we're second and. Yeah, we have we have Somewhere a bunch of Texas is something all that's actually right around our church. Yeah, like and, it's, and it's and it's they're saying they're church. saying that in the, they project like this voluminous. That's what we need. Growth. We need more buyers in our market. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Well, no, you, w- they got to step up building. I mean, they've got to step that up. Well, you can't get supplies. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, seriously. Well, welcome in. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, it's kind of like our our flavor of our of our city at the moment. Um, who's got a family update? Dad, you I do. Have, you have a family <coughs> I do, I do, I do, I do. So this is really a cool update. I can't wait uh, to tell you about it because um, it's family. I, I, you know, <clears throat> um, growing up, and I, I don't know that our our family was always the the prize family to look at to have any kind of... Sure um, we were. <laughs> to look at it and you kind of go like, oh, there's a... We're always the prize family. No, I'm not talking about our family. I'm talking about my family growing oh, up as yeah. a child. No, whatever. your family, no, not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although, although I will put, I will put my brothers in, in, yeah, those, in, in, yep. uh, they're, they're in upper echelon as far as I'm concerned. I've got two brothers that, although they're sinners, they are wonderful, wonderful friends and wonderful dudes. So, um, and, and I, I'm always surprised that we're, that we get along so well <laughs> that we we really do. But all I'm saying is um, this next week on Wednesday, Todd and Chris and family will get here. They've had a very, very stressful couple of weeks. Um, they have to make sure their, their COVID policies are maintained and checked and all this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not sure how they're having to get tested before they come and that kind of stuff. But Lord willing, they will be here Wednesday night, and, um, and yeah. then, then on Saturday, a bunch of um, folks from Cindy's side of the family, um, the Hamiltons and the Hamiltons and the Smiths. Hamiltons and the Smiths and the Ganads and the Ganads um, are are going to are going to be here. <laughs> Save big money. I'll Gennards. just tell you. I'll just tell you. There's no one. There's no one better to celebrate Christmas with than our our, our extended family. Um, and I, I'm just looking forward to it. It's I mean, true. it's just, it'll be packed. I mean, like I, I can't imagine all of us in this house. Yeah. Me but, neither. But it's going to work. Gonna, it's, it'll work. You know what I'm going to no. do, I'm going to bring my dog. <laughs> uh, well, that's what some will do. Some will do. We have two, two here. What will happen? And, and, and I, I'm pretty sure we'll be bombing out your guys' house too, but fine. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's fine. <clears throat> I, it's 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 such a joy, and they'll be here on Sunday, which I'm really I'm really cool about. Um, actually, I actually I I heard that my mom was kind of disappointed that I'm not preaching, and I'm like, that's fine. But she gets to hear Todd. She so gets to hear Todd. So Todd's doing the update, better. and then she gets to hear me at night. And then she gets to hear you at night. So yeah, I I'm like, this is so cool. Your church will be crowded. That I, night. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna double our <laughs> attendance. That's what's gonna <laughs> happen. Gonna need some more cheers. But yeah. I think that's really really cool. Yeah, I cool. I mean I'm I'm excited. I just I'm. I'm very proud of what God has done and how God is, I, and I, I probably shouldn't even say that word proud, but there's a part of me that realizes how God's been very, very kind to our family, yeah. and I, I, I feel like we can celebrate it yeah. um, and, sure, why not? and enjoy it. Um, so what I'm, God's done, so there's no, you know, there's I, no I know, credit I know, taken for us. Right. There, honestly, there's, there's not. So... Um, but I'm just I'm just saying like the the joy that will be here the the joy <laughs> the enjoyment of it we have to sometime watch claymation yes we do, yes, uh, we do. follow us on follow Hunter and I on Twitter and we are retweeting like, out. Li- live tweeting are you retweeting Herb and oh yeah Herb. there's their own their own uh, they've got their own Twitter account yeah I know I know Christmas. I follow them I follow them and they and they, they don't say anything the rest of the year but then oh, you of know, course not. come around November Christmas and, and Christmas. The they're, they're, they're shouting it is it out, the greatest. So. Well, I'm excited uh, for this update as well. I think we all are, and uh, looking forward to the chaos that that ensues. So yeah, we're gonna have to do something nice special change for pace. podcast next week. Yeah, next week. Well, we gotta oh, have yeah. Todd and Carissa. will be or here. Something. Yeah. So we're gonna figure something out. That would be fun. It'd be I fun. Need to get. It'd be fun to have even like Brody. 
Yeah, get get the Broadster on. <laughs> Last time we did a all family one, the audio was terrible. So well, we have to figure we're something out. we're a little bit better at our game, I think. Than yeah, I'll have to. I think it's the be, equipment. I think I need work. to get another. <clears throat> I need another cable. So, well, good. Well, uh, what are we talking about today? What's our what's our topic of well, conversation? You know, <clears throat> this is a a great time of year to to look at the scriptures, and um, look at the all the nuances of even the nativity. Um, story of Christ coming and the incarnation. Where the ox and the ass and the ducks and the geese were frozen <laughs> in the snow. Because hey. <laughs> we all know that that's a real part of, and probably the most important. Right, right. Yeah. What God yeah. sent Christ upon the earth when snow was on the ground. Uh-huh. It laid all around, all around. <laughs> just want to keep it going, just right? Just keep it, just keep it going. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those really important things. The wind was yep. blowing. The nights were the the sheep were lowing. It was silent. Yeah. It was silent. My word, Doctor Luther, you didn't <laughs> talk about frozen ducks or anything. It's <laughs> good. So, um, so one of the things that um, we we kind of got on this conversation last week, but I thought, man, that's just a great way, is is how God from the very beginning has has set up the way in which He shows His glory and shows His love to us is through the Word. So this, there's, and what I mean by that is, <clears throat> of course, the written word of God. Um, we are we are going through Psalm 19 now at at, at Calvary, and, and so I, this this coming week, actually, I'm speaking on the last part of Psalm 19, um, where it speaks exactly to the special revelation of the word of God. But but to pull back even further, and 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 when God made Adam, one of the first thing He did was speak to Adam, and He said, "This is what you must do." And this is this is who I am, and this is what your job is. And the spoken word is something that is riddled throughout Scripture. Um, how many times have you have you read Scripture, and the little phrase comes up, and the word of the Lord came unto so and so, saying, and God continues to, and He does this because He made us relational human beings. He's He's made us uh, made us for people as as people who would hear and and listen. Um, and then when Jesus was here on earth, how many times did he say, he that hath ears to hear, let him, let him hear, let him listen, oh. let, it, let him, let him listen. And, um, and so there's the word, the word spoken, but there's also, um, the way that, and we, we talked about this last week, uh, not on the, the podcast, but in Psalm 19, where God actually speaks without speaking a word. Yeah. And, and how important that is. But he says the heavens are telling. So, so constantly God is speaking and he uses those words you know clearly that that, that he's speaking that like the, the word like it talks about that this word is going out really to the ends of the earth um that that god is god is speaking and even in that passage in um in psalm 19 it talks about the sun um radiates his glory and it speaks his glory and he, he uses this idea of a of a bridegroom on his wedding day, coming out and running to the ends of the earth in, in, in almost like a glorious dance or like a glorious celebration. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I can remember the euphoric feeling of being married was just an, an amazing thing. And I felt like you know, when I was studying that last week, I felt like I could identify with that dude because like there's something great about, about the news or the reality that I'm I'm married, and um, and it, it really is that cool picture of of this this strong bridegroom coming out and just running to the end, and that's what the sun does. And then what is interesting is is, is you contrast that with with the sun god of its days. There were several sun gods, and they were all images. Like they didn't they didn't frolic, they didn't have fun, um, and you you begin or to play. The Eskimo way? <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, no. But I'm just saying, um, David, David would have understood this. That that this is this is the kind of thing that God does. He he speaks, and when it when it speaks, it brings this this joy, this freedom, this, and and even at this Christmas time, how much how much does God speak? Yeah, yeah. I think it's important. There there's several things kind of off of this that like help us to to think about our relationship to God's word first and foremost like i think it's really important to know that God's word or his his speech actually accomplishes things mm-hmm. it actually yeah. it actually does stuff so like i mean in creation obviously 
you know, let there be light. Right. And there was light, like in the form of, like when there was nothing, God spoke and Boom. then there was something. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I think that that's, that's important to, to realize that like God doesn't need your ears. Right. In the sense of like, <clears throat> if God wants to do something, he can just speak and, and, and do it. Right. Um, so that like, that's helpful in and of itself. Because God's there were no is, ears at that time. Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. God had no, created ears. There weren't any ears at that time, but he speaks oh. in the power of God. Yeah. Happens and works regardless right. of whether there's ears or not. And I think that's a lesson. Yeah. That's uh, to me. That's huge. Yeah, like it's huge. Like like God's mm-hmm. word doesn't is not dependent upon your hearing. Right. God does what he does. Like, you know, and that's I think that's really important. God's word. That's why I think why, you know, scripture is very clear that God's word stands forever. Yeah. It's the only like and again, Jesus is the embodied word. Right. And so when it says God's word stands forever, yep. of course, we understand that to be like Jesus stands forever. Yeah. Like he, he, be, the word is forever because he is forever. He's, yeah. He's the yeah, word. Yeah. 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 Um, but also I think it's important to realize too, that like our hearing is not just about like your act of listening though. I think it does encompass that mm-hmm. like hearing actually is like a posture of the heart. Right. It's, it's kind of this arranged, this humble arrangement underneath the word. And I think that's obviously why, you know, when we, when we hear the word, quote unquote, when God calls us to hear the word, that might look like listening or it might look like seeing yeah, or it might look like touching. Right. Like, so like God kind of, when he says he, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He's not just talking about your act of, of listening right. or hearing. Right. It's actually about the, like the posture of, of the heart. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's actually uh, reflecting on, on your, the position of your will. That's right. That's right. And so I think it's important to say that like, yes, there's, there's listening, but we kind of tend to think that that's about like knowledge. Like what mm-hmm. do I need to know? Mm-hmm. What do I need to mm-hmm. hear? Yeah. Um, but if God's word acts and even acts independently of our, of our hearing, mm-hmm. then I think it's important for us to take the posture of like God's word is powerful in and of itself. Right. Therefore, I need to arrange my heart and mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. will and my ears underneath it to yep. then listen to the word that that actually does the yeah. work. And that's <clears throat> that's where you, I mean you, you laugh, but I I use that illustration of that um, that symphony called Fire Dance by David Foster. We're back. We're back here again. Oh, we're, we're, we're back. We're back at this. <laughs> so no, sorry, what I everybody. what I was saying was it wasn't it wasn't a, something that you just hear and it isn't noise, but in order to get the 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 value of that piece and what these different instruments do, you have to you have to arrange yourself under that to pick out the nuances of and what's what really makes that whole piece so exciting. Um, is when you when you listen to it because you're listening to not just noise but you're listening to this whole this this whole thing that that some composer sat there and wrote it out and was thinking uh, this would 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 reveal this kind of energy or this kind of uh, story and I I put a story behind it because it really is so fascinating but all I'm saying is this is the same thing that we do with God's word we put ourselves under it we listen to the nuances of what it is that we're saying because we realize we will not hear everything yeah we're, no it's impossible it's it's, it's, it's impossible it, for right us now to, to know right now is. someday. Yeah. We will, and it will. It, right now, if we if we did hear everything, it would be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. It would be like it, Moses could not look at the full glory of God, yeah, um, without it killing him, yeah. probably. You know, and so, so the same thing with us. But I think it is important for us to learn how to listen to the nuances of His Word and be very careful about what we're hearing and what we're not hearing. Yeah, I think we talked. I can't remember. I, I've talked about like I feel like I've talked about this subject in a couple different avenues and, and areas. I'm not sure if we talked about this or not, but I think it's important again that God's word is the active part, right? Yeah. And if we are good hearers, good listeners, then we would arrange ourselves underneath God's active word. Okay. Right. So, um, but that that means though that like we are our active listening isn't the most important thing. God's word is the active thing and most important thing. And so I think when we listen, I think it's appropriate to realize God's word is going to be doing something to you, right. not not you the other way around. 
And I think a lot of times, like how we approach our, our Bible or how we approach preaching or how we approach anything kind of coming our way through our ears yep. is then like the priority becomes ours to mm-hmm. be able to do, to, mm-hmm. to perform, to mm-hmm. do. And it's like, no, like I think that's actually like God, God doesn't let us hear everything, but what he has given to us is enough. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. Yep. Like it, yep. it will do the diagnostic work. Yeah in your own heart it'll also revive your heart right and that's enough yep so like let it do its work in you so humbly listen and submit to it and then allow the fruit of the word to bring about all that it's going to do and yeah it's a supernatural it's a supernatural work and i think i think it's what what in psalm 19 in particular is what david is just so enamored with is the supernaturalness of the word and the particular avenue that god has chosen to reveal himself he chose to reveal himself in word. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, for us, that's language. That's communication. That's the ability to understand then. That's the ability to have knowledge. Um, and knowledge, sometimes we, as, just, as you were saying, we often come to hear something or to listen to something in order to gain knowledge. Yeah. God speaks in order to have relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that, right. Like we, we, I think a lot of times, even in our listening, we're we're actively listening in ways that like don't really hear. Right. You know, it's like we we come kind of wanting to hear what we want to hear. Yeah. We're not actually letting the word do Tell the us. work. Right. And I I think that that's part of you know I, in other words that's how we know a lot of Christians throughout our entire life who are so word centric. Right. They, yeah. We would say that, and they know the word. They're engaged with it. They're not resisting. Yeah. But it's almost like when it comes to Christ, mm-hmm. it's almost like they don't know how to to talk. They don't know how to hear. They don't know because they, they have a hard time really listening to the word of God in Christ in a specific way that is like truly humble. Yeah. And, and so what happens is it's just like if we were listening to the symphony, if you're a horn player, you're going to be listening to the horns. Yeah. And because that's what you like. That's what you do. That's what you like. And oh yeah, there it is. And I would be doing this. I might be blowing it. And and you'd miss the strings. You would miss the timpani. You would miss you know some of the the very cool other nuances. And God has called us to hear the entire word. Yeah. The whole the whole word. And I I think that's really really important because I've seen this in so much experience that that people want to pick and choose what part of God's word they're going to herald. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And 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 I think. God has been really, I don't know, God has been really kind to us to not let us get away with that. Um, and so, for instance, you know, um, one time a, a guy said to me, he said, like, you know, you you speak too often of grace. Yeah, you'll, you'll always get that charge <coughs> and, if you're doing the gospel well. And I, well, but the, that's a fair warning in that I can I can be Johnny One Note. I mean, God isn't just about grace. There's, there's justice, no, there's sure. mercy, there's love, there's all of that. But all of that, you know, I think all of that flows out of the character that he has of graciousness. He, God is gracious. He's yeah. full of com- compassion. But all I'm saying is when we, when we get peculiar, we, when we get like uh, lopsided, we get like this and only this, we have to be really, really careful because it's not only this no i i get what people are saying yeah. with that for sure you know i i was actually just talking to my bible class about this we're going through acts and um there's a portion in acts 20 you know where paul is encouraging the church to like uh, basically i preach to you the whole counsel of god right um but then you like you listen into paul's sermons and of course there's a lot of things probably not recorded there but you know Paul is striking a very similar note mm-hmm. in every single one of his sermons and eventually gets around to saying things like you know I I knew nothing except Christ crucified among you you know things like that and I I've I've thought about this because I've had that same charge a uh-huh. lot of ways too yeah yep. um and I'm like first of all that's the same charge that Jesus got it's the same charge that Paul got same charge that Martin Luther got I think I think I'm on the right note yeah. I think I think <laughs> I think I'll be all right yeah, yeah but the other side the other side is and hold your thought but the no, other sure. side is 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 you know, I, I, I thought of that person. You don't speak of it enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's and, and why. But that's why they say that. <laughs> right. I right. know. I know. But I'm like, dude, I would love to hear that once from your. Life. But here's, but here's the, here's the reason. I think, like, I think we tend to think that, 
the gospel or grace or specifically Jesus himself, of which flows the message of the gospel and then is about his grace. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's a difference in, in how we hear that because even Jesus himself said, he says, I am the cornerstone. So like every, everything is literally built around him. A lot of times we think that like grace is one of many things you can talk about, right. that Jesus is many things we can talk about, that the gospel is one of many things we can talk about. And Jesus is like, no, 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 like, I'm the cornerstone. That's it. I, so like you, everything, everything, aligns everything aligns up. from this. Like, yeah, in other words, like Paul preaching the whole counsel of God is nothing short of clarifying the gospel, yeah. which sets in place everything else right and now you can preach everything else yep. underneath the cornerstone of of jesus but yep. like you you have to drive everything right back to that right and almost to the point where if like if you're not if you're not driving everything back to the cornerstone of jesus yeah. his gospel his grace then like you're probably off somewhere so in other words as you preach the brick of discipleship or you preach the brick of um holiness yeah whatever fill in the blank right like if that's not being driven back and cleared back all the way to the cornerstone of Jesus, then you're going to be off. And that's and honestly like the, the, when we say back to those guys who say like, all you do is preach grace. Um, we like at the same time, we're calling them like, I, we don't, we don't, we don't hear Jesus for you. Like we don't hear enough gospel. And yeah. uh, this kind of came out in the, in the recent Mars Hill episode. Uh, if you guys are keeping up with with that content, where like we have to ask the question, you know, what is the good news that you're preaching? That's it. What that's it. What is the good news? Like you say, you preach the gospel. Yeah. Okay. Well, then be and, very. And clear the gospel is good news. It is. And the gospel is oh good my word. news. It's not. So just, what is the good news? It's that not you're just preaching? good news. It's it's terrific. It's the only. It's news. the only news. <laughs> like it's <laughs> the best news. So then, like, let me ask you, what is the good news you're preaching? Is it <clears throat> holiness? Or do more, try harder. Yeah, you got like, you no, got to persevere. You, you know, got to get it back to the good news, the only good yeah. news we have of Jesus, and so it's got to be that. So I hear what people are saying, and I, I always do take it as a caution because, like, I think I've been trained as you know in the world that we came out of, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. preach the whole counsel of God. So I do bend bend into that, but I'm like, I always go back to like, no, what, like, what is the cornerstone? What is yeah. the good news that we're actually yeah. getting around to? Preaching? And and then there would be people say, and there's probably even listeners go like, yeah, you have to keep a proper balance. No, 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 right, no, right, no. Right. It's not a balance because the balance means you got fifty fifty or you're the one this and you know one. And that. and then the balance also means you have to do it right. Right, and I'm just going like, no, 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 no. And, that, and, and that's where and we have misaligned our listening with God's word because because they're they're the word of God brings us to an effect in our lives and 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 David even says this the the last little phrase in Psalm 19 is something that we've heard many many times but I've never really put it in context of what it is that he was saying about the word and about um, general revelation and he says this that his final his after he just expels this amazing picture of the word. He just says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Mm. And what that is, is, is purely repentance and faith. Yeah. That's what it brings him to. And that's the joy of the gospel. That was a really long pause there, so I didn't know if you wanted us to answer. (laughs) Sorry. I I was like, did he forget? No, no. (laughs) So did you know, uh, this is a side, but like in my, in my, um, uh, in my cohorts of, of they, they listen to my messages and stuff like that. They just said, learn how to bring in pauses. So I'm, I'm oh, that, learning well, that, that was very that dramatic. Was, that <laughs> was very dramatic. We were so dramatic. Up. But no, goal. I just we think, didn't know what to raise do. your hand if you're in your car and you thought your audio like <laughs> shut off automatically. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think there's that to a real, to real sense is that we feel like we have to bend and tweak and we have to put the pressure on to get people to, to respond and, and this kind of stuff. And I'm going like, if you present the word, it brings it, us there. And that's, that's what, we, just what we talked about, right? Yeah. The word yeah. Yep. Is sufficient in and of itself to do what God wants to absolutely to, to do. So it's not up to us as hearers or even us as or, speakers or, yeah. to get it all right. The word is powerful in and of itself, so let it rip. Right. But like even as we hear it, don't don't unhear the gospel. Actually, this was the warning from Habakkuk and the and the, the prophets. Don't exactly. underhear the gospel. Yeah. Don't, you're gonna think like 
like basically Habakkuk's like God's doing a work in your day that you will not believe if somebody told you exactly what's happening. Right. And here's exactly what's happening. And God I think is, that's still true today. That's well, I one hundred percent. Paul br- Paul brings that up in the New Testament as yeah. like this is what's happening, and don't don't underhear the gospel. Yeah. Um, and how simple and wonderful and how clear it really is. Yeah. Listen really, to it. Let really it cool. do its work in you. And there should be a sense that when you've heard the word, you you can pray that same prayer. Change me so that the meditations of my heart and the very words that I use yeah. be acceptable. That's right. Because that's the, what the changed heart Will does. It, wants, wrought in. it yeah. wants to reflect accurately this God. Yeah. Okay. I just think I just think to me that is the the one of the things that keeps me going in ministry and keeps the joy in ministry is that it, it, it's not up to me to get responses. Yeah, the word really of the com- God, the comfort, the word of have. God when it's preached. I can just tell you, I can I can walk into I can almost walk into a church situation and tell you whether the word of God is preached and accepted there or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I had this I had this conversation with um, Dr. Joel Beakey last two weeks ago. And I asked him that same question. I said, can you tell? Cause he, he said to me, he said, like, he said, it was really funny. He goes, he goes like, Eric, you don't, you, you probably don't realize this, but he says, you have something really special in this church. He says, you have a, you have a group of people who love God's word and they obviously love the Lord because they love each other. He says, that's almost unheard of. So I said, I said, do you, do you, can you walk into a church and almost feel it or i would say even smell it that this is a this is a a church a group of people whose heart passion is is the gospel yeah and they've been changed by the gospel and so they're living in repentance and faith they're not looking to their own means not perfectly none of these guys do it perfectly but they're not looking to their own means their own strategies their own works and you can tell when you walk into a, a, a ministry where it's, it's works-oriented, it's yeah. program-oriented, and everyone's busy. They're busy. They're, they don't have time it. for you, yeah. and they don't have time for the visitors because they're busy doing work, doing ministry. And I'm like, man, I, I hope we're never that busy yeah. that we don't love, love God and, and love people. And that's something that you can't manufacture. That's right. I, can't, I cannot make people do this. They will do it if the word of God is preached effectively and they're receiving it. Yeah. That's the cool part. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the only part we've got, to be right. very honest. It's yeah, all, it is it's all we have. really have. So, well, so here, here, as you're sitting there listening to Christmas music even, don't mindlessly listen. Yeah. Listen with, with your ears wide open and let it move your heart. Um, I, was, I was sitting there listening um, yesterday to, while I was doing my prepping, um, to some great, great hymns. And, you know, you listen to the hymns and you go like, oh, well, that's not quite right. But, but it's, just, it's just even that, you know, you're listening to the, some of these, the Christmas hymns in particular. You know, they're, yeah. they're talking about Those geese and deep. ducks and stuff. Oh, frozen, frozen you, in the you snow. Know, but, but I was just, it was, it was time of worship. Yeah. It was just really, it was a time of worship. So let it be that for us this Advent season. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll recap with uh, the what for and uh, the devotion. Perfect. Let's do it. Come, they told me, a newborn king to see. Hey. Oh, finally, welcome back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a weird finally. break. At the same time, our ice maker decides to pour water into it. Did you hear that? I, I did. did. I yeah. did hear hopefully. that. I don't think hopefully. they sounded better than what I've heard in the last half hour. I don't know. Any of you. All you want oh, Christmas is come good. on. Come on. Um, well, welcome Coventry back. Coventry Carroll. Uh, yes, Coventry Carroll. Um, so I'm giving the what for. Let me uh, recommend something that I'm, I'm not quite sure we have recommended, but maybe we have. Uh, but I'll, I'll recommend a particular episode. Uh, so the last and final episode for uh, the rise and fall of Mars Hill just came out this past week. Um, I've been listening to it since day one. Dad has been listening to it never, never. never. Um, and that's okay. I understand that this can like it's it's not controversial, but it's it's a little bit polarizing in the sense of like either you really want to listen to it or you have like zero interest in listening to it. 
Um, well, I don't know if it's e- that easy. I just, for me, it's, I'd live through some of that stuff and I just don't want to go back there. No. And I, and that's, it's, it's like, it, it's, it's like a disease for me. Like, like I don't want yeah. that cold. I don't want that sickness. I don't yeah, want it. and I and I get that. And I think anyone who has kind of been through some of that stuff and has been listening to it, um, like myself and some others that I that I know, it 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 is a little like re-traumatizing. It kind of like no. brings stuff yeah. back up. I mean, it was different, one hundred percent. But it but it was the same. The like what's the, <laughs> the many many the shock the, waves and yeah, the, many of the same things were there. Yeah, yeah, the abuse. The use of people triggering. That's that's right. That's the idea that yeah. the, like it, it whatever's inside you, it definitely has the ability to kind of trigger yeah. like, oh, I forgot about that. Or like, oh, man, I, I totally remember that feeling. Oh, um, a- anyway. So yeah. I, I recommend it with a little bit of caution related to that. But at the same time, I feel like this particularly last episode was really, really helpful um, and clarifying on a whole host of fronts. Um Anyway, I just I just recommend. I don't want to give like too much of it away. Uh, I would I would certainly recommend the whole series. Uh, for some of you have had like a clean church experience and a clean Christian experience, I would really recommend it. Yeah. Just because it might open your eyes as to like how bad does it really get? You know, like you might think yeah. like I've I can't imagine the church experience being bad. Like I can't. I, I mean, I remember having that kind of a vibe. Like it's yeah. not all that bad. Um. Because how we grew up, we grew up in really good ministry settings, and um, like I can't, I couldn't imagine like there being bad pastors. Like I, you know, I knew that that existed, but like yeah. I didn't think it was so prevalent, or that you know it can be so hard to distinguish between a good pastor and a bad one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what we experienced. Well, because it's, in the, I mean, in the it's podcast. there's a lot of fluff, there's a lot of um, hiding, there's a lot of walls that are built so that you don't see what really is going mm-hmm. on. But you get in behind the scenes and it's it's awful. It's disgusting. And it's crushing to 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 like like scripture is is used by God to make wise the simple. And this takes the simple and just crushes them. They're they're not. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see it made more wise. And it's just and it's just bad because scripture is is used as a tool of manipulation. Yeah. And that's that's kind of spiritual abuse. I it just makes everything a million times yeah. worse. And it breed, uh, on top breeds death. Normal it breeds abuse. It, it doesn't breed any kind of unity, and it doesn't demonstrate the, even the, the triune nature of our God. Yeah. Um, so. And though it doesn't always end, end happy, especially in this like story, it, you know, there's a lot of it that doesn't end happy, um, and he draws that out and some of the reasoning behind it. You know, I do think there are some lessons to kind of take away, and I think there are some aspects of hope that we can walk through. Um, and then I think specifically in relation to his discussion on uh, what is actually the good news being presented at your church. Absolutely. Um, I, that discussion yep. was worth the entire podcast yep. uh, sitting through all the trauma. And it, the, you know. the difficulty is too, is it opens the door to what we're seeing now as a, as a thing. There's, uh, if, if you're, if you're watching, there's always things, trends, that, there's trends, there's work. So one of the trends that's happening now is this thing called deconstruction. Yeah. And it's, and it's sad and people are, anything people can use as an excuse not to, to hear God's word. Well, I there there's there's a lot of that. Yeah. I do think yeah. I, I actually followed a guy on on Twitter who is talking about this idea of deconstruction and he's not any authority on anything. But it, it kind of hit some notes of things that I've been thinking about in terms of deconstruction. Like what if like what if deconstruction you know, and I and I get it. Like you you do have to deconstruct in order to rebuild appropriately. But I think oftentimes, like we frame it up as if the things we're deconstructing from are truly Christianity. I'm like, no, like we're actually deconstructing our false Christianities. Yeah, and it's almost like, like there's a sense, there's a real sense to which like normal repentance and faith is constantly, constantly. deconstructing. Right. And I'm not, I'm not talking about that kind of deconstructing. Yeah, it's the kind that says, oh, I have a reason to reject it all. I have a reason just to walk away. And here's my excuse. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to walk away. Here's my right. excuse as to why I can. Yeah, and it, what that often means is the book of Hebrews says they they weren't really with us in the first place. Yeah, I, and I would say that's that's not everybody. There no, are, that, that, that is, is not. That is somebody. Right. Um, but there are some folks. Like I think deconstruction is actually just a normal Christian process. Like yeah. we all we all have to look at Scripture and say, how does this align with my church experience? Realize that it doesn't right. very well. That 
church is always going to be broken. We're always on the way. And so deconstructing is actually a really good and healthy thing. But let's just call it what it is then. Let's it's just repentance call it, and faith. This is what we call it's just it repentance, repentance and faith. And faith. Uh, if that's what it our, really is. Right. Right. And I think, I think Paul, it wasn't Paul Tripp that said there's a sense to which you should always be deconstructing yeah, your faith. He, and yeah. he talks a lot about that. And, you know, I think Paul Tripp is very wise in saying a lot of that. Yeah, that he's, kind a, of stuff. he's a real trip. He's a real trip. That guy, that guy. He's good. You, you, he's actually, an article. He, he, he ends up talking to, this is a little encouragement for you, even just the last episode. He talks about how he's like, I've made it, basically made up my mind that I'm going to be a sorrowful man. Yeah, he does in the last pod in the last episode. Just there. because he's like, I just see like because Paul Tripp says this. Yeah. yeah, is he in the is he in the podcast? Yeah, yeah. you should listen. Yeah. To it. You, you should oh, listen. No, to the, I should listen. I had to the another. Last I had another dear friend tell me this week. Hey, you need to listen to it. Just listen to the last uh, one. Just listen to the last one, Paul. Yeah, I think it would just well, Paul be Tripp, encouragement. I would listen to him any day, just yeah. about. So. Yeah, he's yeah. But well, it's and, interesting and to hear his perspective. Yeah, I'd love like, to. So I, there's a sense to which, if that's what he said, I I really agree with him because you look at stuff and you just go, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's why he said that. Really, and really, coming out of it, he's like, there's just sin hurts. It does. And and this side of heaven, there's always going to be sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, Jesus was a man of sorrows. Yeah. We forget that. I mean, like, no, Jesus, Jesus must have looked at the world that he was living in. And he wept. I mean, we yeah. know he did. Paul admonishing night and day with tears. Right. Yeah. You know, he was. I, I yeah. appreciate that. I appreciate you telling me that because I'm like, I have really felt that this this year. I just look and I weep even even as we walk through some stuff that, that we're walking through now with with our with our church and stuff like that. I just go like, man, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. I mean. We're not we're not dying or anything like that, but I'm just saying there's still a lot of brokenness. There's just still brokenness and the brokenness of my own heart. I look yep. at my own heart and I just like, Lord, please just come back, yep. just come back. Sin yep. causes chaos. Chaos hurts. Yeah. So anyway, I recommend it. It was it was encouraging for me as as kind of like it doesn't end all positively, but there I think it did on honestly bring some level of hope and encouragement along the way. Oh, good. Um, I'll look forward to. It. Anyway, I but some I'll actually have too. some free time some, this week. Some real. I have my classwork. Done. Nice. Get Dude. it. Get it knocked out, man. Dude, I do. It's done, man. It's in. It's, it's in. I I would say though, I feel like after listening to the last episode, that I they I think they could have done better at bringing hope, more hope into it. Like they kind of touched on it, but they it wasn't a focal point. And I I, I hope that that's actually part of the supplemental episodes they do is like offshoots of like what happened with some of those church plants. Like I I think that's where oh, I, that would be I, good. I felt it was I felt it was helpful. Like. To basically let it be this kind of warning piece, yeah, like I true. was fine yeah. with that as long as I mean, you know. And I really appreciate what he said is like, "Hey, like to to be Christian doesn't always mean that you have to have a pretty bow on the top of well, whatever it is." Uh, what I'm saying, it, so w- even in that last episode, he talks about like people will rationalize all the things that Driscoll did because of like oh, some of the good so, stuff that came. Look out. at all the good things that came out of it, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. talking about the eternal hope. That yeah. he, like w- yeah. there, there was not enough reflection or pointing to eternal hope sure. um, as a result of the sovereignty of God and, and his work on, on yeah. the earth and his re- his redeeming story. Yeah. But um, that's just me, though. So uh, Vanderstelt actually who actually is featured silently on on the podcast, uh, Jeff Vanderstelt, uh, he he. I think is going to pick up some pieces and run with some stuff there because he threw out some stuff on Twitter about, oh, good. hey, would you like to hear more hope about the story? And everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. yes. More hope. So, <laughs> which I, so anyway. this always brings me to, to, to think, all right, you know, you don't, you don't ever think about this, but like 20 years from now, people are going to look back at like my ministry or your ministries and, and go like, yeah, we messed it up. Why didn't they tell me this? Or why did they yeah. put so much emphasis on this rather than this? Yeah. And I always just always think of... And I'll be laughing. You, you know why? Because <laughs> I hope I'll be in heaven at that yeah. point. <laughs> I hope I will be too. <laughs> Suckers! <laughs> no. no, I'll be... I'll be shaking no. my head going, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yep. I, looked, I, looked, just, I missed that. Yep. For every, for every uh, one look at me, take 10 looks at Christ. Right. So... Don't, cool. Don't All right. Uh, Quentin, bring us into the devotional. Yeah. So in light of, you know, the season, the holiday season, um, I've been reading um, with Arlo and, and Augie. We read at night right before bed uh, books, not always the Bible, 
Um, but sometimes, sometimes the Bible, but so I've been trying to just kind of go back and kind of hit the major, major kind of sections in, in the Bible that kind of lead up to Christ's birth. And, um, uh, the first section obviously is the fall of sin. And, and then the first real promise that we see mm. written out yeah. about the, the coming redemption that will be in yeah. Jesus. And so we're reading through, we always use Jesus storybook Bible. So, um, I thought, and this was. I don't know why, but um, maybe it's the season or maybe just how things, how life is going. But, you know, we've, we've read this section many times in our lives before. Um, but I, this was just extremely um, helpful for me and encouraging to me because uh, I think Sally Lloyd-Jones does a great job at pointing to the promise, doesn't leave it. And so I wanted to read just the last couple couple pages of, of that section, um, and it's called The Terrible Lie in her book. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna start actually, where God um, God is walking after they actually take the fruit and God finds out. So uh, hopefully this isn't laborsome or, or cumbersome, but um, I just want you to listen and read and and hear all the things that God does uh, in this story. Later that evening, God, as God was taught was taking his walk, he called to them, children, to Adam and Eve. Usually Adam and Eve loved to hear God's voice. And would run to him, but this time they ran away from him and hid in the shadows. Where are you, God called. Hiding, Adam said. We're afraid of you. Did you eat the fruit I told you not to eat? God asked them. Adam said, Eve made me do it, which I always stop there and I go, man, who does that sound like? And then he'll go like, you know, me, or will go me. I'm like, yeah. well, buddy, it sounds like me. I'm like, yeah. that's that's me. Like, what have, what have you done, God asked. Eve said, the serpent made me do it. And terrible pain came into God's heart. His children hadn't just broken the one rule. They had broken God's heart. They had broken their wonderful relationship with him. And now they knew everything else would break. God's creation would start to unravel and come undone and go wrong. From now on, everyone, everything would die, even though it was all supposed to last forever. You see, sin had come into God's perfect world, and it would never leave. God's children would be always running away from him and hiding in the dark. Their hearts would break now and never work properly again. God couldn't let his children live forever, not in such pain, not without him. There was only one way to protect them, which I think, again, Sally does a great job because that is true. Death is God's love, is 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 an is a expression of God's love because he did not want us to live forever in this, in this world, in this sin. So God says, you will now have to leave the garden, his eyes filling with tears. This is no longer your true home. It is not the place for you anymore. But before they left the garden, God made clothes for his children to cover them. He gently clothed them and then set them away on a long, long journey out of the garden, out of their home. Well, in other stories, it would be all be over and we would have to say the end, but not in this story. God loved his children too much to let the story in there. Even though he knew he would suffer, God had a plan, a magnificent dream. One day, he would get his children back. One day, he would make the world their perfect home again. And one day, he would wipe away every tear from their eyes. You see, no matter what, in spite of everything, God would love his children with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. And though they would forget him and run, run from him, deep in their hearts, God's children would miss him always and long for him. Lost children yearning for their home. Before they left the garden, God whispered a promise to Adam and Eve. I will not always, it will not always be so. I will come to rescue you. And when I do, I'm going to do battle against the snake. I'll get rid of the sin and the dark and the sadness and let you let in here. I'm coming back for you. And he would. One day, God himself would come. And I think as we were, as I was just reading that and as I was reading that with, with Arlo and Augie and um, just reflecting even on the season. It was just such, it was so encouraging to know and to be reminded that God did come for us. Mm, yeah. And we talked about this last night at our meeting with some of the men in our church. That to me is one of the greatest pieces of God's character that we don't talk about. Mm. It's in his nature to pursue his children. Yeah. And we see that as Jesus coming as a babe. And I, I contrast that because when we really think about that, if we were to really think that God is 
if just if you just knew only knew that God was coming after you, that is generally not It'd be pretty scary. Yeah, that's not a comforting thing, right. because we've all done some really bad things, and um, if especially if we know that we've done really bad things against that that same God who's coming after us, yeah. and in every other really major kind of culture or even sometimes religion interactions with a at the deity force is it's usually doesn't end well yeah. for for people but in this scenario god came and pursued his people his children and we even read and we can read it's in the, in the bible how has as angels met with people humans and said and were proclaiming the coming of jesus their first initial words are do not fear don't don't yep. be afraid God is coming, but do not be afraid. He's coming because he loves you. Yeah. He's coming because he's going to redeem you. He's going to get you back. Uh, so so as you are pursuing all kinds of peppermint lattes and cakes <laughs> and gifts and delicious food and family time, take time at, with your family and remember that God came for you. God pursues you. He loves you, and he wants you to be his, ch- his child and redeem you again. And as believers, we can say that we are twice redeemed by God, bought back twice. Because by, na- by the very nature of us being humans, he created us, which means we are owned by him. Yep. But in our rebellion, we decided to try to rub off his name from the bottom of our feet, as we see even in Toy Story, as, <laughs> as, they, as they're trying to rub off Andy's name on the bottom of their feet. But Andy goes and gets them again. He... Andy is a Jesus figure. Uh, (laughs) No, but we do that. We try to rub off God's name in our lives. And God says, no, that's you. I created you. You're mine. And I, and to prove that again, I'm going to die for you. Yeah. Um, So good. So, so take hope, have, have hope in that Jesus is the one who is pursuing you and, and his voice, his word, it will not return void and it will change your heart and it can change your heart. Yep. It's awesome. It does. It's awesome. It does. Thank you. And uh, yeah. thank you for joining us on the Cyptionary and I uh, hope your little Advent time is uh, encouraging and helpful for you. I hope this podcast can help you out and doesn't waste your time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week on yep. the Cyptionary. We'll see y'all. Bye. Thanks for coming. Come, they told me a newborn king to see, far up above.